I dated a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot, like almost professionally. Hi, I'm Carol Podell, and this is She Takes the Lead. Hey, party people, it's Carol. Full disclosure, today I have a cold. The idea of waiting to do the podcast when I don't have a cold seems a little silly because I have a kindergartner and um, the last cold I had lasted six weeks. So we're just going to plow through. Excuse my frogginess. Additionally, we also have some rain outside, so there is rain hitting my air conditioner, so let's go! (laughs) We do our best in the situations we're in, which ironically is all about what this podcast is about, dealing with life on life's terms. And what do we do? Do we not move forward or do we do the podcast anyway? So welcome. Today, I want to talk a little bit about dating. So I've dated a lot. I haven't dated a lot recently, though. I've taken a break since I had my kiddo, dated a little bit after she was born. And then, you know, then we had COVID, really. So I haven't really dated much, I think, since COVID. I'm back on the apps, on currently on Happen and Raya. I have no business being on Raya, really. At least the it's supposed to be for famous people or celebrities, ne- neither of which I am. But um, they accepted me, so I'm on there. It's really more of a, an entertaining factor at this point. Um, although I have actually finally connected with one person on there as of today. And then the other one is Happen. I haven't actually gone on any dates with any of the men that I'm talking to right now, but I'm enjoying talking to them and I will go on a date and I will report back on that date, I promise. But for now, I'm talking. So I was online and there was a cutie and I swiped right. I have a wide range in age there. Um, It starts around mid-early 30s. Admittedly, early 30s is probably a little too young for me. Generally, it's men who are older and the women who are younger, but you know what? I very rarely do things the way they're supposed to be done, so I'm doing it this way. One of these younger men sent me a message and said, what book are you reading right now? And it kind of made me laugh because I have a five-year-old, so basically the things that I'm reading are like the back of boxes of cookies to make sure that they don't have guar gum or, you know, that she's learning to read. So we're now reading the books that have three words on a page. I'm not reading the way I used to. And admittedly, I actually was a pretty avid reader prior to becoming a mom. Either way, and I am a little bit jaded probably because I've dated for so long on the apps, but I feel like those kinds of questions are a test to make sure that I'm not like a vapid girl. I'm doing that in air quotes as I speak because I don't think that girls are vapid in general, but I do know that the whole stereotype of like, oh, is she just into her shoes? Has she ever read a book? So it kind of turned me off a little bit, but also I'm, I'm taking this year to try and stay open. The other thing is that, you know, I'm a complex woman and I enjoy reading. I also enjoy shoes. I have a huge Manolo collection that I'm very proud of. If you ask me about that, I will tell you about that as well. After a little bit of thought, I decided to reply and I said something clever, like I'm reading this message right now, but I think you mean something differently. Anyway, we started chatting. He seems perfectly lovely and I'll let you know if we go out on a date. 
as I was going through my own psyche, trying to figure out how not to overthink the question, what books are you reading right now? Because admittedly, he may just really like books. I started remembering some of my date experiences just after I'd gotten divorced. I dated a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot, like almost professionally. That sounds highly illegal. That's not what I mean. I just dated a lot. I, When I got divorced, I'd never been with anybody but my ex-husband. I really had no idea how to be single. I didn't know how to date. I didn't know how to decide who I wanted to date. I mean, I had been in a, a relationship for um, like 13 or 14 years, but it's not really the same muscle, you know? It's actually a very different muscle. Also, I wanted to, you know, get married again and have a baby. So I had an agenda, I mean, frankly, and I wanted to meet someone that I really liked. And I realized I didn't really have that much time to like just date, but I really wanted to. So I decided to give myself like six months. So basically I got divorced and kind of stayed single and consciously single and trying to like just be with myself for six months. And then at around the six month mark after that, I started dating and I went at it like gangbusters. Just to give you a little bit of backstory, at the time, the apps were just coming up as popular. So they had been around, they were still a little verboten. People were still cutely ashamed of, you know, oh, we met on an app, but they were meeting people on apps. So JDate was there, Match was there. Those were sort of my main bread and butter dating apps at the time. And um, people were really getting on it. So it wasn't like prior to that where you got, you know, the stories of the crazy people who were, air quote again, crazy people or the, you know, the red flags that were just on the apps because they were scary or really were very awkward, et cetera, et cetera, which I always feel bad about because it's like dating is not an easy thing for everybody. And some people really do not like it. Some people do have trouble just making small talk to try and meet each other. It's it's not always easy. That said, the men on there were actually pretty interesting. And it was pretty much like enough men on there had been on there that were, air quote, normal. They were not serial killers and they were not necessarily living at home with their mom uh, at 35. Um, admittedly, I met somebody at some point that was living at home with his mom at 35 and we had one date. If you're 35 and you're living at home with your mom, I really hope that you're building something wonderful and you're trying to um, do something bigger. So it was kind of a plenty. Also, I'm pretty photogenic. Um, and at the time, I mean, I still had a Blackberry just to give you um, some context of time. So there were no like filters or catfishing filters on phones or in pictures. Like you needed a picture. And if you wanted to edit it, you needed to know Photoshop. That was the only way that you could get really a Photoshopped picture. Or you got professional photos. I mean, this is what was happening. So number one, I actually did have professional photos because I had taken headshots like a couple of years before and didn't change that much. Although I lost a bunch of weight after my divorce, which was, I felt great about at the time. I still feel pretty good about it. I wasn't heavy to begin with. Um, and I probably was way too thin just knowing my normal build, but I felt pretty great also. So it was kind of a good way to go into dating because I was, you know, finally 
feeling myself and having some confidence, even if it was just external confidence, like any confidence after a divorce is take what you can get. Cause I don't care who wants the divorce one way or the other. It's, it's hard. So I started dating online. I put my pictures up. I'm, you know, had a little clever bio started matching with men at the time I was looking for a little bit older, mature, was interested in art. I love art, but not in that industry, not in that business. I wanted someone like with stability and a steady job and a good career trajectory. And I was looking for, you know, someone who was basically tall, dark, and handsome is what I was looking for. The tall is ironic. I like tall men. It's a little bit of a joke with my friends. I'm not even five foot three, but I really like tall men. I also was trying to date Jewish men at the time. I was trying to focus on only dating Jewish men for a little while because I thought that that would maybe solve some things down the line of how I wanted to raise my child, etc., And I didn't know that Jewish men were not typically tall when I started this process. All the men in my family, my father, my grandfather, my cousin, God, like my uncles, like everybody's kind of tall. And frankly, the Jewish men that I have dated have also all been tall. So maybe it's just like a a type thing. Clearly, it's a little more than just an issue for me. And clearly, I'm not over it. But this will make some sense. I decide that during my dating, I'm going to stay open. And the way that I'm going to stay open, if I felt like I was connecting with somebody, but I wasn't sure I was going to give him another chance, I wasn't going to find the red flags. I wasn't going to find the holes. I was going to find the positive things and hold on to those and see where those went. Because I'm probably more of a person, or and certainly was at the time, who would have found the holes and just fled. I, I went through the apps with my little boxes checked and then really wanted someone who could just blow it away. I went out a lot. I dated probably between three and five nights a week. That is right, three to five nights a week. Yes, I was employed. Yes, I was working. Yes, I also had friends that I went out with. But like I said, I really wanted to meet men before I you know, decided who I was going to marry next and have a baby. Ha ha ha. That didn't quite work out in that order at this point. So I was going out three to five nights a week. And at a point, I was actually going out two to three men a night. Not every night. And after a point, I really realized that was a really bad decision and it wasn't working. So I'd like go out, you know, for an early drink with someone and then like maybe a little dinner with someone else and then maybe like a late later night drink with somebody else. Now, first of all, even if I don't finish the the wine that I'm drinking at those three different dates, that's too much for me. I can't drink that much. Number two, I was starting to confuse their names, which is not a good look when you're trying to, you know, get to know somebody. So this was pretty lousy on my part. I admit it. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this, nor am I recommending this, but it was part of my journey. And it was kind of fun part of my journey. But like I'd have a night where, you know, I went out with a Matthew, a Michael, and a David and completely fakakta all the names. Early on in this process, I met a guy that I liked. I don't tend to really like that many people. Like I can get along with a lot of people and I genuinely enjoyed meeting uh, the majority of these men, Um, finding out who they are, what they're about, what they're into, um, just talking to them, learning. Like I really enjoyed that part of dating. It's why I enjoyed dating. But in terms of like a chemistry, I don't think that I really have chemistry with like a lot of men. Once I do have chemistry, you know, you have to claw me out. 
But I met this guy. He was cute. He was nice. And I liked him. And it was just like a drink state. And we left. Oh, just as, as an aside, it's much better to do a first date as a drink state if you don't drink um, and you're comfortable in a bar, a mocktail date or a coffee date, or just a date where it's just a quick thing. I actually have a a guy friend who I remember seeing him, and I was walking down the park, and um, he sat down with this girl, and he had like a container of pickles that he had gotten from the farmer's market on a Sunday, and they had a little date. That's a very specific kind of person that will be happy with that date, but it was cute. It's it's a really lovely reflection of, of his sweetness. So no dinner on the first date, basically drinks, coffee. So I liked him. I said yes to a second date. He invited me to dinner. There was this restaurant called Landmark in the Time Warner Center in uh, Columbus Circle. Uh, it was a really good restaurant. It was pretty big. You could usually get a seat. There were like seats, like high tables at the by the bar or, you know, and it overlooked Columbus Circle and it was really pretty and he invited me there. Also was not, not too far from where I lived, but far enough that I wasn't going to run into anybody that I knew, which often happened because I grew up and have lived here most of my life. We sat down, we were having a nice little banter. We actually had seemed like a lot in common on a first date. He was into art. He was in the media, but he was more on the corporate side. So there was like a, you know, solid job there and stability. And he was nice. He was nice. I was laughing and I was kind of forgetting some of the more painful things that I'd gone through. And I was really, I was enjoying myself. You know, we have our dinner and sort of time for dessert. And he leans over and he's like, listen, he's like, I didn't want to cancel the date, but I have a confession. It's March Madness and I am really into it and I'd like to see the game. So would you? how would you feel about finding a, a sports bar where we can go watch the game? Which I was totally happy to do. Um, I thought it was cute that he asked. I thought it was cute that he didn't cancel the date. The only thing I needed to clarify was um, what March Madness was because I am not a sports fan. I know what March Madness is. And for those who are more like-minded like me, March Madness is a basketball game in March. That's about the extent of what I know about it, other than that it's a big deal basketball game. If you want to ping me on social and explain a little more about it, I'd be happy to know. Um, so we left and we go across the street and down these like stairs where there's, you know, hay basically on the stairs. I tend to be a people pleaser, less so now. Back then, as much as I could possibly bend backwards to make somebody more comfortable, I would. There was like a wall of sound when we went in. It was just all of these kids talking and there were no seats and it was like wall-to-wall people and it was very clear it was not going to be comfortable nor sexy to watch this basketball game. So we left and we started to, you know, think of other places to go. Now, again, BlackBerry, right? No iPhones, no like satellite maps, that kind of thing. We really were up to where are the bars that are near us that we know of or asking somebody. We started talking about going downtown to a bar that he knew that was a little further downtown. We went to get into a cab and just as we started getting into the cab, he turned around to me and he said, you know what? I know a place that has like a 70 inch TV screen where we can watch the game in peace and hang out and talk. And I was like, okay, where is this magical place? And he said his apartment, you know, (laughs) like I said, I just started dating. 
I, I had never really been with anybody but my ex-husband. So this was kind of getting interesting in all kinds of ways. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go. So we we went back to his apartment. It was a nice apartment. It was well decorated. There was artwork on the walls. And when I say well decorated, I don't mean like it was well decorated. I just mean that it was decorated. I have also been to places where it's like a dorm room, which is for me a red flag because when you're a grown ass man, you should at least, I don't care what artwork you're into, but at least have something on the freaking wall. Uh, women too, by the way. So we go in, he shows me around. He's talking me through some of the what's on the walls and blah, blah, blah. We're making idle chit chat. Clearly we're there to make out, or at least I'm there to make out, you know, and I understand he does want to watch the game. That's fine. So he pours us some wine and we sit down on the couch and he turns on the game and he's got like two sort of love seats, I guess they are, that are perpendicular to one another. They're lined up in an L shape. And then across from one of the L's is the flat screen on the wall. So we're talking for a little and we get to kissing. We get to like making out a little bit. It's kind of fun. It's getting a little interesting. You know, he's like stroking my hair and like things are getting unbuttoned. We're both kind of getting into it. And then he just stops and he goes, you know, I like you. And I was like, wow, thanks. That's really nice. I like you too. You know, and I'm getting cute. And he says, no, I really like you. I think you're interesting. And he starts like kind of complimenting me, which was very sweet. And I was kind of like, you know, I was into it. It was like a nice, a nice way to get back into it. It was definitely flattering. I certainly could have used it. And then, you know, we go back to kissing and making out and get into it again. And, you know, it's still getting interesting. And then he he stops again and he's like, I really liked our dinner. And I was like, yeah. And starts talking about some other things about Landmark and about um, some of the new restaurants in the area. And and we go back to kissing. And, you know, we're kissing. And it's it's gone on for a little while now, right? And so I'm like, all right, we're into it. We're into it. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, I kind of did know what was going to happen, at least in my mind. And then he stops again and looks up at me. And just as he's about to talk, I see his eyes shift ever so slightly past my head and focus on something against the wall. Are you only kissing me during the commercials? He gets this fucking smile on his face and he nods and he goes, yeah, like thinking he's being cute, right? And to remind you, I'm on top of him right now. So I swirl around and sit properly on the couch. I had kicked off my shoes at that point. Um, I'm in these like skin tight skinny jeans and I was in a tank top. I had this blazer, um, this like tuxedo looking blazer. It was very chic at the time and heels, um, stilettos, these like nude stilettos. And I had kicked my shoes off and I had taken my blazer off and I was sitting there kind of vulnerable you know, vulnerable emotionally and also vulnerable sort of physically for, you know, a stranger. I'm now in like jeans and my tank. I take a sip of wine and put it back down on the table and he's about out of wine and I'm pretty low. Um, or maybe he just didn't give me a good pour. I don't know. And he gets up and he goes, you know what? I'm going to go get some more, get us some more wine. And I sat there for a minute trying to like process what had just happened I liked this guy. We got along. We were chatting. This was a second date. You know, the whole mantra of staying open and trying to be positive and find the positive and not the red flags and the holes. And I, 
and I'm all of this is running through my head. I look down next to me and my stilettos are right there and there I had kicked them off with one shoe on its side and one shoe was standing up properly. And I had this moment. I can either stay here, find the positive in this guy, ignore the fact that I have changed my plans, come over to his house, I'm making out with him, and he's basically like he's having his cake and eating it too, so to speak. I could look at it like, well, he wanted to see me and also have the game, so that's sweet, but the truth is that's still having your cake and eating it too. Or I can go. And in my mind, I say to myself, he's got a hot blonde in stilettos, half naked, or at least naked enough, on his couch, and he can't make the choice. You know what? If he can't make that choice, it probably means he can't make many, many, many other choices. And I get up, I put my heels on, I put my little blazer on, I grab my little clutch purse, and I go into the kitchen, and I say, I'm going to go. And he was so surprised. He was like, wait, you're going? I won't watch it. You know what? I, I I, actually, you know what? And he starts backing and filling and he says, you know what I have? I have a secret. I have a DVR. I can actually DVR this game and you can stay and then I can watch it later. I'm like, you know, you could have thought of that before. But I said, no, I'm going to go. And I start to walk out. He takes the two glasses of wine that he has just filled up, pours my glass into his glass, takes a gulp, and then follows me out and continues to try and get me to stay. At that point, I was like, not to worry, I'm good. I start walking out the door and he says, no, I'm going to walk you downstairs. Like, he's now, clearly, he knows he's made a mistake. Now I've seen pouring the wine in the glass and the DVR moment, which was just dumb. And then this, as I'm walking out, he said, well, let me walk you to get a cab. He puts on these flip-flops because he has kicked off his shoes. And now I see that he is a lot shorter than I remember him being when we first started this. He wasn't particularly tall, which I frankly didn't really pay that much attention to, but obviously did notice. But now he's definitely not my like tall, dark, handsome dude. Um, He's kind of a jerk. I walk out, I go into the elevator and he says, I don't want to hear what happens to the game. So I'm going to hold my ears as we walk through the lobby because I'm sure my doorman is going to be watching it and I don't want to hear what happens. And I was like, oh my God, give it a rest already. So I start walking out. The guy is in flip-flops holding his hands over his ears. The doorman is just standing there. There's no like radio or television or anything on. He's looking at his at his at this tenant like he's a whack job, which clearly he is at this point. I walk out. Thank goodness there's like a cab running straight down the, the road. I run out. I get it. I open the door. I get in. Just as I'm telling the taxi driver where I want to go, he asked me to roll down the window. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I really liked you and I'd really like to see you again. And I left. And I felt great. It was one of those moments of truth. It's possible that he was great and that, you know, that was the one and only time he would ever take me for granted. But it seemed more likely that that was the precursor to what was to come. At that point, instead of being so open, I started keeping my eyes open. Because I know what being treated well feels like. This experience really was a big deal for me. It really firmly planted me in a direction that I wanted to be in, that was confident, 
that made a quick decision, even if it was maybe wrong, maybe I should have given him a little bit more of a chance. I don't know. I feel to this day very strongly that what I did was actually for the greater good of my own personal growth. Definitely the right move. Was he the one? Probably not. Could he have been? Sure. I think that what I got out of that situation was by far the best scenario for me at the time. I say this because I think as we go through our lives, all of this kind of sprung back up when it did because of, you know, the guy who asked me if I read. We all come with baggage at this point in life. We all come with experience. And everybody has people who don't find their bags heavy. They may be heavy bags, but they don't find their bags heavy. I love that I have these experiences. And so now as I'm dating as a mom a woman of a very different vintage with a very different universe. I don't have the time to date three to five times a week. I certainly don't have the bandwidth to date more than one person a night. And I'm definitely looking for, and although I think a lot of the boxes that I had then I still do have, I am much more open to the idea and the feeling I'm looking for when I meet my next person. Not necessarily the boxes or, or the requirements. I had actually heard Robin Arson, who is a Peloton instructor. And if you don't know her, I highly recommend because she's amazing. She's just very cool. I rode my Peloton a lot during COVID and I really got a lot from some of those teachers. And she was talking about how she, she was talking about manifesting and manifesting her husband. She was, I think she was writing in her journal and she was writing, she wasn't writing about who she wanted. She was writing about an image of an experience and a feeling. I think it was like they, they were sitting, they were lying in bed, reading the newspaper on a Sunday with light flooding in in um, in their apartment with light flooding into their apartment. And uh, I, I don't remember the rest. I'm probably like a, she now has two children. So there probably were kids in there. But the point is, it was a feeling. And I, I really love that idea. And, you know, as I'm doing this next round of dating, and, you know, hopefully it'll be my last round, we'll see. I'm kind of going in that way. And, you know, I'm, pretty good at trusting my instincts at this point. I've I've honed them for a while, but I really like the idea of following the feeling, the the healthy feeling, the feeling of love, the feeling of support, the feeling of kindness, the feeling of passion and compassion and the feeling of communication, like open communication. Cuz frankly, this guy could have just as easily been like, you know what? I really want to see this game and I really want to see you and I don't know what to do. Or I really want to see you and I really want to see the game. Um, I'm going to go home and see the game. Or just even like, honestly, I mean, maybe this is overstating my own flexibility or ability to be quote unquote cool. But I wonder if he'd even been like, can we just make out during the commercials? I would have laughed my ass off. Like, I may have left at that point, but I wouldn't have left mad. I just would have been like, that's hilarious. No, but let's meet tomorrow or let's meet next week or whatever. So that's that. That's my story. I'd love to hear what dating stories or aha moments you've had as you've kind of gone through these these small moments that become big in life and um, how you learned about them. 
Well, me and my sore throat and our rainy day made it through this whole recording, and I'm so happy that I haven't lost my voice, and I'm so grateful for you guys for listening and being a part of my crew. So until then, my loves. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe. Also, if you want to keep in touch, go to Insta at About a Blonde or Facebook at About a Blonde Official. Also, you can sign up for my mailing list at www.aboutablonde.com. Have a great day. Mwah.